We're here to ignite your fire by highlighting the success and innovation of other movement professionals. This is the PT on Fire podcast. All right, so PT on Fire Nation, we are excited to bring you guys today, Dr. Jeff Moore. Dr. Jeff, Dr. Physical Therapy, works up in Kingsford, Michigan, up in the UP, at Back in Motion Physical Therapy. Uh, Jeff also launched uh, the Institute of Clinical Excellence, where he travels around the country, and, and they teach about some pretty inspiring and, and awesome, a lot of specialization in low back and, you know, just kind of continued techniques uh, as far as low back treatment, and, and I believe you guys even do some, some neck and kind of general spine stuff too. Am I correct there? Yeah. So we do, we do a whole assortment of classes. So my part of it is generally cervical and lumbar management courses with an emphasis on thrust manipulation, but I'm only one faculty member. So we have other guys who do sports performance classes, upper and lower extremity, functional testing and return to sport rehab of the injured runner, and then um, professional bike fit certifications. So we have sort of a wide array of classes. My gig is sort of treating um, interventions for treating the neck and the low back, so those management courses. Awesome, awesome. And that's where, you know, I've seen too that you're a fellow of orthopedic manual uh, physical therapy, which is an amazing, you know, that's a commitment right there to to go through that. And I guess before we get too deep, I I was listening to one of your uh, PT on ice uh, periscopes, the ice man here, uh, listening to the PT on ice periscope, and there's this funny story um, you were talking about kind of the PT grind, and I, I just wanted to hear a little bit more about it. You were talking about um, the, the day you graduated, I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, but the day you graduated, you hop in the car with your family, and you drive through the night to, uh, to Montana, was it? Yeah, yeah man, that, that's been my whole life's been like that. But, you know, everyone always asks me, hey, how was that reception dinner when you graduated at St. Augustine? Because I guess it's quite nice. You know, you go up on the rooftop, and the, you're there with the faculty, and and, you know, I just, I always have to tell them, you know, that that's really not my style. You know, I, I kind of roll across the stage and literally I have pictures in my cap and gown in my U-Haul truck and we're driving with three month old and my year and a half old and my wife. And we drove all the way to Montana because I wanted to start on Monday, you know, just kind of my personality. I mean, I'm not saying, I mean, it was awesome. Everybody was taking trips to Costa Rica and decompressing and all that stuff. And, and that's great. But I guess my style is to kind of just move on to the next thing. I want to dig my teeth in. And so um, there we were, man, capping down, cruising across the southern part of the United States. So, um, you know, if, if, if there's not, if there's one story of those, there's 20. And my poor wife um, has had to deal with all of it. But, but yeah, man, that's, that's sort of how we roll. Yeah, that's, that's awesome, man. Thanks for sharing that. I just had to, I had to hear that again. That's just... That's an inspiration right there. That's a big reason why we're so blessed to have you on here today. Just another, you know, PT out there grinding it and uh, every day. So we really you know, appreciate you being on here. Yeah, man, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I think the funnier one there was a few weeks ago when I was in Sioux Falls teaching for Evidence in Motion. And, you know, we, t- we taught all weekend, you know, and, and it's Sunday night. I go to the airport. They delayed my plane, and I, and I couldn't get out of Sioux Falls. And I had patients at 6 a.m., and finally, the lady was like, Jeff, I don't think the plane's going to leave. She's like, do you want a hotel? And I said, I don't, I don't need a hotel. I said, I, I need a car, you know? And so she gave me a car, and I drove from, it was 8 p.m., so it was 10 hours from Sioux Falls to Michigan. And so I drove the 10 hours, and I got here for my patient at 6.15, and I treated patients all day. And you know, everybody kind, kind of laughs or, or thinks that's maybe a bit odd, and maybe it is, but... I, I really love this stuff. Like, I mean, I'm chomping at the bit to see my patients, and I really have a hard time 
pulling myself away. So, I mean, part of it's grind, but part of it's pure passion, man. I mean, I truly love getting in here and it's where I thrive and love being around my patients. And so I don't know, man, maybe it's part insanity. I, ha- I haven't quite figured it out yet. So well, that's awesome, man. That's, that's cool. You know, really that's the whole point of what we're trying to create with this podcast with PT on fire is just to show the world of physical therapy that it doesn't have to be a nine to fiver and it shouldn't be a nine to fiver. And we want to, you know, we want to demonstrate and display people that are grinding it and that are passionate about it and that are doing things that are outside of the norms. And you just fit that to the T. Yeah, that's it, man. We want to live this stuff from the moment you wake up to the moment you go to bed, you know, because I don't look at it like I'm working. I look at it like I'm being who I am and I'm just being who I am all the time. And, and a lot of people say, well, you're grinding it out. I would say I'm thriving in the grind, man. I mean, it, we're just waking up and being everything that we can be, and that's not work. That's just living. Exactly, yeah. exactly. We were just talking about that with our, with our, you know, our conversations we have with our wives a lot. You know how uh, it, it gets difficult because it doesn't ever shut off. At least in our minds, I'm always thinking about something that has to do with what I do for whatever you want to call work, right? You know, it just never goes away, and I think that's the that's the true indicator of whether or not you're passionate about what you do, and uh, you know, so you're, it's right on. Yeah, man, totally. I totally understand and agree. So tell me a little bit about, first I want to hear about your, your clinic that you've got, kind of the traditional, you know, the traditional clinic that we all think, okay, physical therapists, treating patients. Tell me what that's like for you guys. What are you doing up there uh, that, that might be a little different? And how, how are you guys, uh, it's a small community, right? How many people are in Kingsford? What's the population there? You know, there's a few small towns that are kind of like right next to each other. And you okay. take the, the overall population, we probably have like twenty or 25,000 people in my greater area. Yeah, so a pretty small area, and you guys seem that you're, you're, you're a pretty busy clinic. I mean, you're doing something right. We're a very busy clinic, yeah. Yeah, so we have, you know, there's eight of us here. So it's a multidisciplinary staff. So we have PTs, PTAs, ATCs. Um, I always have at least one student, if not two. So I've got DPT students scheduled out into 2018 already. So, I mean, we, we're, we're constantly, we're really, I mean, as you guys know, I'm really engaged in teaching. And so I, I love having them around because it keeps me on my toes. I mean, I love that fire. They're always curious. They're always questioning. It challenges me. So, so we have a lot of us here in the building. And like you said, man, we're pretty busy. I mean, from 6.30 a.m. until 5.30 p.m., I mean, it's block solid nonstop, you know, pretty much for everybody on the staff, which, I mean, that's, I, I don't know how everybody operates. I mean, that's what I thrive on. I love that busyness and having a lot of people and energy in the building. And so I don't know how original we are as a group. I think we're just a group that does a really solid, I mean, I like to think we do a really solid job from multiple perspectives. I mean, we treat everything here. We're not a specialty clinic. I mean, yes, I do a lot of spine care, but we have guys who love doing a lot of extremity and sports stuff. We have a gal who's doing a lot of women's health stuff. In more of this rural setting, you sort of have to try to please everybody, which has been really fun because we've gotten exposed to so many different areas. So I don't know how innovative we are, but I think we're, our success has really been built on just being solid with everything we've done and never letting down our customers. I mean, we are a service organization, and we take that very seriously. I love it the way you said that in the, one of the Periscopes about about serving, and really that's what we are. We're servants. You know, that's a, that's a good point. Yeah, man. I think that's one thing that differentiates happy PTs from unhappy PTs. People are always asking, like, Jeff, you know, what do you think the key is to surviving or, or, or thriving in this business? And I say it, it, it's whether or not you have the attitude of a humble servant, man. That's what this is. 
I'm, I'm so proud and thankful that our patients let us intervene and come alongside of them and work with them when they're struggling, man. Like, what, what an honor. And if you don't look at it that way, that it's an honor to come alongside someone when they're in that environment and it's an honor to set an example and to be of service, you're in trouble, man. Like, if you don't feel that way, it's going to be a long road. If you do, you could not be in a better spot. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I would say the entire healthcare system really needs to look at that and say, you know, we've got to stop acting like, you know, we're up on a pedestal with all the knowledge, you know? Totally, man. Get down there with the people, get in it, you know, and, and, and come alongside and work them through it, you know? Absolutely. Man, that is, that's gold, Jeff. I, I really, I really like that. And especially, um, I, I think that's really a good perspective to have. And I think it's a blessing that you can have students and, and kind of, cause that is contagious, that thought process and that, that, that serving is contagious. The more you're around it, the more you become it and live it. And that's really cool that you have an opportunity to have students and they can pick up on those characteristics too. Yeah. I mean, Nick, you can even carry that into, you should have the same attitude with your students. I mean, how cool that they're choosing me to give me an opportunity to guide them. I mean, our most precious resource, people coming out of school, motivated, hungry, fresh, and they're choosing you to be a mentor. Again, the response to that should be uh, how fortunate to be able to serve them. You know, and I think just that constant viewpoint like that is what keeps it so exciting and fresh for me. Awesome. And that, you know, that kind of brings us to our next point. And that's, I'm sure you can uh, shed a little more light, but that's probably why the Institute of Clinical Excellence has been so successful. Just, you know, you probably, I'm sure you embody that same servant, you know, leadership with that uh, business as well. And, um, you know, the people find it very valuable, the students, the other fellow physical therapists. So, so just tell us, Jeff, a little bit about the why behind the Institute of Clinical Excellence and what you were kind of thinking, what kind of need you were serving when you, when you started that back in 2012, I believe. Yeah, so, I, uh, so for the why, uh, basically the story goes, so I've been to a lot of Con Ed, a lot of really high-quality Con Ed. In fact, I would say there hasn't been a class that I've been to that I was disappointed with. I've really made probably mostly, you know, some, some luck and just some good research, but every class I've been to has been of tremendous value. One thing I will say, and this is, this is from years of Con Ed in a wide variety of programs, one thing that always drove me a little bit nuts was you would be in a course and somebody would say, hey, I'd really love to see something, you know, I'd really love to see some additional information on the hip or, you know, whatever. And the instructor might say, well, I'd like to do that, but we really have to get through this content. You know, and, it, and that's, it's totally understandable because in a lot of cases they were offering either a certification or a, whatever, they were in sort of a structured regime. And there's totally a place for that. And I myself have went through many of those and gotten great benefit out of it. But one day someone approached me and said, would you mind coming back down and doing a course? I was, I was actually assisting at a different course and someone asked me and I was driving home from that class and I thought, you know what I'd love to do? I'd love to develop and launch a company where I could come down and do anything I wanted to do. Like, no, don't get me wrong. I'm going to come down with a bill of goods. I mean, I'm going to come down with content that I intend to deliver. But once I'm there, wherever the group wants to go, I can follow them. There's going to be no rules to it. So whatever they want out of me, again, it comes down to that service. I'm here. What can I do for you? I've got this book. We can just go through it. That's one way to do it. But along the way, if you want to see more or you want to go in a different direction or you want me to expand on this, dude, I can do, there's no content I have to get through. I can just do whatever you want me to do. And I, and I felt like if I could develop a company like that, it would be really unique. Now, it wouldn't be one where I could offer certification 
notifications. But there's a lot of great groups already out there doing that. So my company is different. What I do is I come in and I deliver content that you specifically want, and we can direct that in real time. The other, so that, that's a big part of the why. That's what got me really excited, this idea of developing a company where there were no rules, no restrictions, and we could change on a dime. So I love that. The other half of it was I saw an issue. So I'm going to all this con ed, right? And I would see clinic groups who, let's say they have like eight or 10 clinic locations, right? And, and let's say they have 20 clinicians. And four of them have done evidence and motion training. Three of them have done Stanley Paris training. Two of them have done muscle energy. One of them did James Dunning. They are not speaking a common language. You know how excited you are when you get back from a really good weekend course and you wish everyone else in your group was that excited, but they're not. They weren't there. They didn't hear the material. You can't really infect them with that same level of enthusiasm, nor can you really practice in the same way as you could with people who were there. So I told myself, what if I marketed to clinic owners who have groups like this and they could have their entire staff come meet me at one central location and I could deliver a high quality, impactful course and they'd all be on the same page. Not only to be excited about the same stuff and be on the same wavelength, but to communicate better with each other and to communicate in a more uniform manner with their um, referral sources. They're all talking the same language. And they can all say, hey, remember when Jeff showed? Oh, yeah, I totally remember. We were all there. And so I believe that the, the future, there's going to be, obviously, Con Ed has a large array of futures. But one of them, what I'm trying to capitalize on, is these clinic groups that want to get on the same page with each other and with the referral sources and go forward as a unified group and message. It helps with branding and it helps with marketing. So that, that, that whole idea just really excited me. Could I make this happen? Now, I never expected the growth that I've received. I didn't think it would develop quite this fast, um, but I, I've been so, so deeply thankful for all the avenues that it's taken me. But those are really my two whys. Number one, no rules. Number two, uniform language. And I thought if I could put those together, I could really develop, deliver a lot of value add to these clinic groups. So, so you mentioned something about, you know, they may not get a certification when they come to your, to your program, but they do get you do have them CEU accredited, right? I mean, they're they are con, they're continuing education courses, so they can get the time for going to those. They're just not going to get an advanced degree. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely, yeah. So all of my courses have contact hours and CEUs associated with them. Like you said, I just don't give out a manual therapy certification or a you know blah 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 because there's so many of those out there, and the groups are doing a great job. I want to do something a little bit different. Did you have a hard time with the the powers at B that allowed you to get? your courses and content certified, um, having that mentality that we're going to talk about whatever I want, did, did, they, did the regulatory board have a hard time with that or, or not so much? Well, I tend not to emphasize that part of the story quite so much. <laughs> um, no, man, it was, it was all right. I mean, there's always going to be those kind of obstacles in your way where you have to jump over those hurdles, but it was okay. Just a matter of a little paperwork back and forth to make sure we got the job done. I got you. And I, I really appreciate that story, and I, I think it's valuable what you said, too, is, is you, you identified the need that other people have and other people may want, and you kind of took a step back, looked at the need you need to fulfill, and then you kind of formed it around that. So it wasn't so much based on what you wanted them to know, it's what they found valuable, and you kind of expounded on that. Yeah, exactly. And it's kind of self-reflection on what do I honestly think that I can add that's unique? And then how can I pair that up with what, with what the other groups need? You know, really making that perfect combination. Awesome. So what's been the biggest strategy for you as far as getting the word out? I mean, you talk a lot about word of mouth. 
uh, you're busy, right? So people are just are just the demands there. They want you to come and teach. We we had you come down here uh, in the summer. It wasn't through me, but gosh, I'd love to have you come back and get my whole group in. But how how are you getting the word out? It's just like that, man. Yeah. It, it's it's been all word of mouth. Like when I came down to see you guys, I'm coming. We're already slated again for this year, right? So every time I go, that's that's what's happened. Okay, can you come back again? And how fast? And how many times? Sure. And so at this point, Andrew, I'm just trying to manage the demand. And so I, I just I've been tremendously fortunate for people to respond that way. Like I said, I didn't think it would work out quite this well. And so now it's a matter of really trying to make sure the quality remains the way it is, the passion remains the way it is, not overextending and keeping the package where. I always wanted it to be because I'm living a dream buddy I never thought I'd be doing this man I love to travel I love to teach I love to be in rural areas hammering content with people and getting jacked up and the fact that it's working out this well blows my mind but here we are that is awesome yeah that's sweet so we uh that was really great man I'd love to hear that we've got a we've got a couple questions three exactly that we'd like to ask everybody that comes on this podcast and and definitely throwing them at you. Uh, so hopefully you're prepared for these, and they're not gonna you know put you on the hot seat. Uh, but question number one: What has been your biggest failure, and what did you learn from it? There's been a lot of failures, Andrew. Hence the reflection <laughs> that you're that you're currently seeing on my face right now. You know, man, I, I I think I think the biggest thing, if I if I honestly self reflect, and because I mean I. Like I said, there honestly have been a lot of failures. I mean, I say that partly in jest, but partly because that's how you move forward. I mean, you try a lot of stuff, and some of it works out great, other stuff not so much, and you don't get beat down by it. You just look around and say, okay, I hung a left. I'm going to hang a right, and I'm going to do a hell of a good job when I hang that right, you know? Um, The biggest thing is, man, I've worked people too hard, and it it hasn't been intentional. It's, you know... (laughs) If I have a problem, it's not a lack of passion, it's controlling it, you know, and I think sometimes that gets infectious to the people that are in my group, and we all wind up burning the candle on both ends, and so I've bumped into a couple scenarios, both in my con ed company and in my clinics, where people haven't been taking time off, people have not been resting, because I'm always excited about the next idea, so I'm driving, 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 dude, that's, that, that might be great for short-term gain, but that is not a sustainable long-term plan, not for you, well, maybe for me, but I think I'm a bit imbalanced, and that comes natural to me, but I don't think as a general philosophy that's going to be real successful, there simply has to be some effort to say, hey, you know, you've got to back off here and there because I think I've ran some people ragged and that has um, compromised both quality and, and not only in our product, but in their quality of life. And so going forward, I really have to consciously reflect on, hey, is everybody taking the time they need? That is not a strong suit for me, as I'm sure you can tell. And it's something that I, I really need to keep working on. But that's probably been consistently my biggest um, hurdle. You know, when, when you say there's been a lot of failures, I, I definitely can respect that because you know, in order to fail, you, you have to get to that. You can't just stay at the starting line all the time. You have to, you have to actually go, you know, you have to get out there. And like Seth Godin uh, wrote a book, it's called poke the box. And, and he says, you got to poke, you have to get out there, kind of test the waters and be willing to fail. So the fact that, that you say you failed a lot is, uh, that's pretty remarkable. It's awesome actually. And, uh, just learning from every failure and obviously continue to be successful. Totally, man. I, I, the cool thing is that once you get used to failing, it, it becomes very comfortable. <laughs> you know, I mean, I think back to my fellowship and how, how much they tear you down and how frustrating that was. But then you realize that you become not only immune to the failure, you become desiring of that level of criticism. 
And that is such a healthy hurdle to get over as you're trying to move forward, right? Because, I mean, in my opinion, man, I only have two kinds of colleagues, man. Those who are willing to give it to me straight and tear me down when needed and those who are wasting my time. That's it. I only got two people in my life. And I want people who are going to say, ah, Jeff, that was, that was mediocre, dude. That, that wasn't up to your level. And I surround myself with those people because I crave it. And, and if you're not giving that to me, you're going to lose my attention really fast. Yeah, that's great. Now, still talking about that, 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 that the biggest failure, have you lost people because of that, that, that mentality of, of just grinding it? Have you had people that just stepped away and said, I just can't handle this, it's too intense for me? Well, that's, that's a great question. Um, yes, <laughs> um, but, not, but not many, you know, but people have decided it wasn't for them. What's cool now is, I, I, again, the, the tool of self-reflection is that I, I'm much better at my pitch now. So, like, when you come to work here, the first thing I tell you is, this is going to be terrible. Like, who would take this job? <laughs> you know, I tell them there's going to be a lot of after-hours work. The mission we have is big. It's national. It's global. It, in in the, the, the effort we put into achieving it is unrelenting. It's exhausting. It's 24-7. You don't want this job. Who would take this job? And so now my pitch is so much more honest because what I follow that up with, of course, is if this is for you, I will never give up on your desire to be everything you want to be. You have my promise. It will be an unrelenting support of you becoming the best therapist and clinician you can ever be. But it does come with all that other nastiness I just said. But if that's for you, if this game is for you, if the hustle is for you, I am your guy. Because 10 years from right now, you're going to be where you want to be, and I'm not going to give up on you. I'm not going to let you down. I love it. Yeah, that's awesome, Jeff. And so, you know, that brings us to the next question. You're, you're obviously just, you're overflowing with passion. You're a very passionate person. You talked about burning the candle at, at both ends, but, you know, what kinds of things do you do, you know, both personal life, uh, professional life, however you want to take this, but to fuel your mind, your body, and your spirit? How do you stay motivated and inspired? And I know it has to, you love what you're doing, but what are some strategies you use to, to stay fueled up? Only do quality stuff, man. I only do quality stuff. Like, I, I am deeply engaged. I, I, I always talk about this book, but there's a book called Call to Care. I think it was called, I, I think it was either a Time to Care or Called to Care. And Larry Benz recommended it to me. And one of the most surprising things I read in this book, it talked a lot about burnout. And it talked about how a lot of therapists and people in general tend to kind of have the attitude of withdraw so they don't burn out. They kind of tell themselves, I'm going to hold myself back a bit. And so that way I, I'm not putting too much of myself into this and getting burnt out. And what's interesting is the research shows the exact opposite is the case. It's the people, the more engaged you are, the more you dive in, the more you commit, the less you burn out, the more energy it gives back to you. And I think that one of my keys to being able to sort of maintain maybe this level of energy or focus or drive or whatever you want to call it is that even when I'm out of work, I'm deeply engaged in other stuff. You know, whether it's my kids, I can't wait for my kids ski race this year. I mean, this, this weekend, I'm going to be up there on Saturday the whole day. I'm in the starter shack. I'm, I'm engaged with the team. You know, it's going to be an awesome day, but again, it's being engaged, right? It doesn't matter what you're doing. Don't ever waste. Don't ever spend empty time. That's the key. You know, I think people, you know, they, whether it's just watching stupid TV shows, I, I love when Gary Vee is like, if you seriously want to win, turn off Lost, 
right? Like, say, like yeah. stop wasting time. Cause not only are you wasting valuable time, which you are, cause you gotta be in the hustle 16 hours a day, but you're, you're literally getting nothing out of that. So when you are quote unquote, having downtime, be engaged in something different. So it gives back to you and fills your bucket so that when you come back to this, your level of engagement is still high. So I guess, Nick, my answer is keep all of your time devoted to quality stuff, worthwhile stuff that gives back to you. And that really helps me get rejuvenated. I guess that's the best way I can put it. Perfect. Yeah, that's, that's great. That is great. That makes a lot of sense, too. Last, you said fill your bucket, keep your bucket full. Last year we had this saying at the clinic here, we'd walk around and, you know, if somebody was picking fun at another person, it's like, man, you just emptied my bucket, man. What are you, what are you doing with that? So it's kind of the same concept. But if you build other people up, in turn, you'll find yourself getting built up as well. And it's kind of the same line as what you said. I love that answer. That's it, man. And positive energy is always going to be, always going to be invigorating and negative energy is always going to be draining. That's just a universal law, man. So keep it positive, like everything you're doing. Like for me, uh, whether I'm at the board, board meeting at the YMCA yesterday, or if I'm helping out with the church or my boy's team, or, or we're going fishing, or all that stuff is positive, man. And positive living, you know, whether I'm training for a marathon, or it's all positive. And I think the more you're engaged, the more jacked up you get. Awesome, yeah. All right, last question. What are you on fire about? What are you working on? What are some, some things you're looking forward to or that you're really pumped up about right now? Dude, there's so much. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I look at my next few months. I mean, the, the, the PT on ice stuff is a riot, right? Because I've got all these students and new grads and, and people getting engaged on Periscope. I've got my Nipalooza coming up in April, so I'll be with Evidence in Motion. Tim Flynn and I will be teaching together again um, coming up in April. My institute has, I've got 20 courses coming up over the next year, um, one or two a month. We're hammering those out, and the books are full on that. Gene Shirakabrad and I have the virtual mentorship. Dude, that, that might be the thing I'm most jacked up about right now. Yeah, so, so Gene Shirakabrad and I, I'm trying to think of how to frame this because there's, so, there's so much I want to say about it. But, you know, we look at the – I made a New Year's resolution on Periscope that I wasn't going to complain about, about universities, so I can't do that right now. But we, we know there's certain things that aren't added in the programs that are just critical to these new grads coming out and honestly being competitive in what is a very competitive cutthroat industry in healthcare right now. And so Gene and I were kind of spitballing one day like, dude, you know when a student leaves your internship and they're like, I'm so glad I came here because I feel so ready to go out and compete as soon as I graduate. Like this totally changed everything for me. It's great. We're doing that one by one, but could we multiply that? Like, could we scale that? Like, what if we developed a program where we met with students from all over the country a couple times a month and we just hammered them with all the highest content, highest quality material every single month and reviewed it over and over and had a Facebook page and did cases and just worked with like hundreds of people not two. And I said, Gene, we're doing that. And he's like, dude, Gene is a man of action. Um, he might be a little bit nuts like I am, but he's a man of action. And so he's all of a sudden he had a page up and we were running in virtual mentorship got born last year. So masterminds is basically a group of new grads and PTs from all over the country. We meet a couple times a month and we go over all this stuff that Gene and I think is really valuable. We go every other. So I do a clinical one and then Gene does business. 
then I, so we might do, we might do evidence-based treatment of cervicogenic headache. And then two weeks later, Gene does leadership principles and networking. And then I come back and do treatment of acute back pain. And then Gene comes back and does how to negotiate your original salary. So it's like all the stuff we wanted to tell these kids. Now we're just telling them, man. So I don't know. I don't know if it's PT on ice, the Institute, EIM, virtual mentorship, or my clinic, but it's all pretty damn exciting for the next 12 months. What are you using for the virtual mentorship? You've got, uh, you said the Facebook page, but what, what, what's your platform? You got a site? Yeah, we have, well, yeah, we have GoToMeeting. Um, we have a, we have a link. It's an Insta page where you can sign up. Okay. It's twenty. It's twenty nine bucks a month, which. I probably put about 15 hours a month into it. So I wouldn't say my ROI financially is awesome, but the engagement these students get out of it is unbelievable. And I do want to charge something because I want to filter out the people who don't want to pay anything because I'm really looking for the high performers that want to go out there and tends to be, if you put a little bit of a dollar amount, it kind of weeds out 80% of people. And to be honest, those 80% don't tend to be my sort of people. They don't like me and, and I, I don't have a great time working with them either. So I'm kind of going for that, that 20, percent that really wants to make a change you know awesome man yeah that's that's a great idea man so true so true why why affect one or two when you can use the online you know platform now and affect you know however number whatever number you want that's it man i think i mean the feedback from these these students has been unbelievable like they've been like dude i can't believe i got to be a part of this like i feel so armed and ready and resourced to go out and, and, and the bottom line is guys, if our new grads, so this kind of comes down to my whole mission, but if our new grads don't come out ready to rock and deliver high quality care that is respected by the community and valued, our whole branding is going to, is going to suffer, right? I mean, if new grads take 10 years to get good, we're going to struggle. But if I can, if I can do anything I can do to get them coming out and looking sharp and getting a high quality functional outcome changes fast, it changes our whole branding. So I'm trying to really affect that group because I have access to them right now because it's fun to work with them. So that, that's been a huge thing in my career and it's just something I'm super excited about. Absolutely. I think one of the stats that in my mind, listening to Jerry Durham at uh, private practice section here last, uh, last fall, the 140 million people had a musculoskeletal condition and only 40 million last year saw a physical therapist. So as a group, we, we really need to do a better job at, you know, marketing and, and outcomes. And we need to prove ourselves to the community. And I think you're right on by uh, taking it from the, the ground up with the students. That's it, man. little shout out to Jerry and I are doing a very original course in May in Chicago. That's and this is going to be a hoot. It's going to be a three-day course. And we're going to follow the course is going to be designed along the course of care. So like we're going to follow how you market that patient and how they first get access to your clinic. When they come in the waiting room, what are the key conversations you have to have and talks about payment. Then when they come in, we're going to do eval principles and, and explaining to the patient. We're going to go through a whole patient case and, de and, and deliver the course that way with business principles intertwined. So that's going to be in May at uh, Entropy PT. So if you want one more thing I'm excited about, there you go. Yes, sir. So how do people find you? Okay, so um, yeah, so I'm on. I'm, you guys always see me raging on Twitter. That's, That's always right. a good one. So on Twitter, it's um at Jeff Moore DPT. You can find me there. Um, on Instagram, it is Ice Physio. On Facebook, it's Facebook.com/slash/EducatePT. On email, it's Jeff Moore DPT at gmail.com. On cell phone, it's 303-359-3597. Um, and hell, by address, it's 888 Evergreen Court in Kingsford. So um, stop by, give me a call, shoot me an email, tweet me. 
Awesome, man. Hey, Sweet. what a great what a great episode. We really enjoy your presence and I uh, hope we can do it again soon. Absolutely, guys. Thanks for having me on. Nick and Andrew, really appreciate it. I look forward to seeing you guys again in a few months down in your beautiful Traverse City there. Awesome, Thanks, man. Jeff.